0: Like in other parts of Asia and the Pacific, small and medium-sized enterprises, or SMEs, are the engine of developing Central Asian economies. Igniting the sector's trade growth potential will be crucial to the region's inclusive and sustainable COVID-19 recovery and development. In this podcast, ADBI Vice Chair of Research Peter Morgan examines SME trade challenges in Central Asia Regional Economic Cooperation, or CAREC, countries. He also describes the importance of boosting the region's SME participation in production and supply chains and measures for doing so. The discussion draws upon the new book, Leveraging SME Finance Through Value Chains in Kerik Landlocked Countries, which Morgan co-edited with Naoyuki Yoshino, Professor Emeritus at Keio University and former Dean of ADBI. Peter, thank you for joining Asia's Developing Future. Can you start by explaining the main trade challenges that SMEs in Kerik countries face at present?
1: SMEs in general uh, find it difficult to access finance for growth due to problems such as information asymmetry and lack of collateral. And even when they can access finance, they typically face more severe constraints and more stringent conditions than do larger businesses, including higher interest rates and greater collateral requirements. SMEs in Central Asia countries, especially in those countries that were formerly in the Soviet Union, face particular challenges where the private sector is still in an early stage of development, Uh, Market-related institutions are still weak uh, and painful after effects of the breakup of the Soviet Union and the transition to market-led economies still linger. They also face constraints due to lack of direct access to seaports, generally inadequate transportation and logistics infrastructure, high trading costs, diverse non-tariff barriers, and
0: underdeveloped financial systems. What opportunities exist for the region's SMEs to increase their trade participation?
1: The development of Global Value Chains, or GBCs, has great promise to expand the potential for SMEs to participate in international trade. Besides directly being involved in export activity, they can obtain skills, technology, and know-how by partnering with competitive international firms. Meeting the quality standards of the partnering firms can contribute substantially to raising both product quality and productivity, not least. Such partnerships can help improve SME's access to finance, either from the firms themselves or from other financial institutions.
0: How would greater SME trade impact the development of the sector, small firms' access to finance and economies generally in Central Asia?
1: A stronger SME sector can help foster private enterprise, innovation, market development, employment, and economic diversification, and induce more efficient allocation of scarce resources. By joining GBCs, SMEs can contribute to economic development in the Carrick landlocked economies by helping to diversify their production base, create employment opportunities, alleviate poverty, and ensure regional food security. In particular, Linking regional agricultural value chains in sparsely populated cities to distant markets can not only raise the output and profitability of farmers and small producers in rural areas, but participation in GBCs can
0: also increase the credit worthiness of SMEs, which will make them more attractive to lenders. What are some of your book's policy recommendations for supporting SME trade and financing access in the region?
1: The recommendations are ranging and address effective regulatory frameworks, access to finance, special programs funded by foreign donor institutions, guarantee schemes, improvement of skills such as entrepreneurial training and financial education, encouraging network SMEs, and use of information and communication technology. Major lessons include the importance of crafting a national strategy that includes all major stakeholders, the need for a coordinated approach that includes financial education, consumer protection, and regulation supervision to build trust as well as knowledge, the need to promote financial access in ways that are aligned with economic returns and with consistent regulation, the desirability of regulating microfinance and days proportionally in line with financial system risk, the need to promote new delivery technologies, credit databases, and the need for national financial literacy data and financial education strategies. Efforts and policies to expand financial access require innovations in areas such as the types of financial institutions, borrowing regimes, collateral requirements, service access, new types of products, new delivery channels, and new technologies to meet identity requirements. And all of these developments require that regulatory and supervisory frameworks be reviewed, extended, and adapted to uh, cover them.
0: This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo. See the show notes for the transcript and related material. For more information about us, please visit adbi.org.